0: Hi, um, this is our podcast. <laughs> this is really strange. i <laughs> um, just going to ignore the thing that's on the table. The flashing thing. The flashing thing that tells us that we're um, being way too loud. Well, yeah. Um, unless it flashes, then we yeah we are being we'll too turn too loud. Down. Um I will introduce myself first. I'm April. Hi, April. And you are. <laughs> I'm Steph. Oh my god! Hi, (laughs) Hi. It's so nice to meet you. You too. In this place, in this, in my house, in your house, in my terrace house in Norwich. Yeah. Um, we don't have a name for our podcast. No, it's it's really bad. Um, either need to address the fact that it's nameless for a reason, or nameless just because we. We need to just address the fact that you don't like Jill and Hard. So (laughs) that's the the proposed name for the podcast was Jill and Hard because it's a portmanteau. Very of nice. um of gyllenhaal Hall and Hard- to Hardy Hardy. <laughs> Tom Hardy. Um but um we just thought that would be um lame. Lame <laughs> lame boxing ourselves into a corner, though I feel like um it will be gyllenhaal Hall and Hardy related week upon week. 90 percent of, the time, of anyway. the time anyway. There so. was also another good
1: suggestion that was about them, what was it? It was something to do with Bane. Brokeback
0: Bane. Brokeback Bane. That was um, from someone in your office. Yes. Brokeback Bane. Thanks, Simon. That was good. That's, yeah, that's definitely on the list of potential names. So um, we might name this at some point or it might just end up being um, just... It will have a name. I rest assured it will have a name. I'm hoping someone will make a helpful suggestion. me too. So the name's one thing that we don't know, but we do know that the main crux of this will be um, just pop culture. Yeah just love it just, just love pop culture the
1: stuff that i sent you via instagram yeah well,
0: i mean and WhatsApp. we have to so, you know we um are our pals yeah close friends um constantly talking about everything to do with pop culture whether it's um news films music etc um so we figured the natural progression would be to make sure the podcast was of that focus so we thought we'd just begin with some just general pop culture news from yeah recent times do you want to go first or should i um it's the
1: it trailer the it trailer so the
0: trailer for uh Stephen King's
1: novel adapted for the second time into a film
0: called it um you haven't have you seen the first film i haven't no it's got uh Tim Curry mm-hmm. in right no i haven't seen it and i think that the reason I haven't seen it is because um, it's got a murderous clown. In yeah, it. spoiler alert. I don't like clowns, <laughs> and I think the reason I don't like clowns is probably because of it, and probably because I must have seen the trailer at some point mm-hmm. when I was a kid of the Tim Curry version, and just absolutely um, lost my shit over it. So I haven't actually ever sat down to, li- uh, to listen to watch it, um, but I did watch the trailer. For the new it,
1: yeah. How did um, you? I, how did it make me
0: feel? It was <laughs> terrifying. Other than spewing and yeah, I mean, I don't know. Crime. I know that it has um, Bill Skarsgård in it. it has I don't know who else is in. I didn't Bill. bother looking at the cast list. Which I a bit didn't
1: recognize anyone particularly in the trailer. Oh, I
0: know that it has the one of the kids from uh, Stranger Stranger Things. things. Well, has it really got someone from Stranger Things? The kid. It, it has uh, Mike. Oh, uh, he's not the, the one, best one who. In Stranger the things. Things. No, but in the uh, upside do, down, Mike. Yes, yeah. Upside down. and. Uh, in the trailer for It, he does have glasses and looks like, um, the trailer gives off like complete Stand By Me vibes. I I haven't read the book so I don't really, and because I haven't seen the first, I have a rough idea of the storyline of it but I don't really know that much about it but I did think the kid from Stranger Things gives off maximum uh, Stand By Me vibes. I haven't read the book yet even though I've read isn't it like super long it is big it's a big book
1: and i know that shouldn't be off-putting it is especially if you depend on reading in bed and you've got like a 900 page book to kind of wedge oh yeah it's completely daunting. on your side but um i've read quite a few others stephen king books it has always been top of my list to read mm-hmm. and really shamefully i haven't read it um i re-watched the film recently which was kind of like a two-part tv oh, okay made for tv film i think so it's quite long mm-hmm. it's definitely long um and it is basically I would describe it as stand by me but with murderous, with a clown. murderous clown. Like that's fine. There's a, a huge aspect of it well, that I get from the film that focuses on those boys and there's a girl in there as well, so those kids sure. and their friendship and
0: Well stand by me is a, a Stephen King. Right? Yeah. So it's so it's, it's just
1: a Stephen King theme. <laughs> it's like writers in small towns and kids growing up
0: together coming of age. Yeah, I guess overcoming it's that classic overcoming a problem together. It the totally problem is. being a
1: murderous clown. Yeah, and, and I get the vibe from this trailer that it's creepy. It yeah. was really
0: like I sat and um, I sat watched it, and after work one day, and um, my husband Tom was sat watching me watch it, and firstly was a slightly confused as to why I was watching it because he knows how much I hate clowns, <laughs> um, but also it's just tense. Like mm. it's a very good trailer. I feel like these days. Um, trailers go either way they're either really really good and uh, make you have that you know anticipation for what they' are or they give everything away or they give everything away and I just feel like they were really canny with this one mm. it's terrifying. I fine mean, and also
1: it i mean I've just the note here that it generated hundred and ninety seven million views within twenty four hours
0: yeah I'm not insane. surprised because it's so so creepy when I was watching it on
1: YouTube, I could actually see the views underneath going up oh. and it was going up by like a thousand like yeah. every like 20 seconds It's funny something? because it I feel mad. like I
0: know that we had discussed it because we, we'd sort of seen um, behind-the-scenes stuff and bits, you know, Bill Skarsgård in, in the um, get-up, in the clown outfit. Um, I know we'd discussed it before, but it seems to kind of... I d- apart from that, I hadn't really seen much else about it, so I do think they've been quite canny in making... I don't know. It didn't feel like a surprise mm. drop with the trailer. I know sometimes things kind of fall out of nowhere to like oh wow like that trailer but you know I, I think that they've been very good with not revealing too much about it and the trailer yeah. kind of I mean given the storyline of it, it they're really not giving much away no and um I don't think if you I, yeah I mean I don't think uh, you get the kind of vague idea of what the story might be about from it but it's definitely not like murder yeah it's no, it's not like you know a big marvel blockbuster where you the, the way that it's edited is you've got the you know the big fight scene or whatever Mm. like that there's nothing like that in the trailer Mm. which i thought was quite i like the music as well it was horrible it basically sounds i assume
1: it's like a clown laughing but yeah it kind of distorted it which was really was just thinking about it i just hope that a they do kind of emphasize that because i think one of the really good things about the film the first film which is really long and definitely does sort of lag in parts is that they got the friendship element down Mm. and they're characters that you really i think are keen on minus their haircuts and yeah care about <laughs> so i hope they do that for this i also hope pennywise isn't cgi to fuck because he does look
0: like yeah, he could a little bit i yeah, don't want to they didn't I, to I that's part of one of the things i like quite a lot about that trailer is that you you didn't really get like a full-on mm, pennywise no they were very could. much like kind of you know sort of slight reveals that, that there was only that part where there's they're looking at the um like movie uh, footage and, it's the, uh, and even that you like you just I don't think you need to see it. so I'm I'm, yeah like I really hope that they haven't made it look because I feel like with anything like a murderous clown it really treads the line be- between being like actually creepy and then just being like completely preposterous and over the top and silly and that's silly, silly. So. but it didn't look like Bill
1: Skarsgård which is probably good because it means yeah. like can continue to have like it's a quite weird interesting, he's crush kind, on him
0: yeah he's kind of an unknown in in like mainstream, like in terms of, like obviously he's been in what was that show? That I, he was in? Uh, Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove. So was I watched.
1: He's... I basically just watched Hemlock Grove for him. Fine, so. did
0: the same. Yeah. So yeah, he was in that, but it's not like he's a, a kind of a. He's not an Alex. No. No, no, that's very true He is not Alex um, Cool, so that's the It trailer um, yeah. sh- uh, So the next thing is the, the Buffy oh, You are wearing a Buffy t-shirt I'm today. wearing a Buffy t-shirt which I did purposefully oh. It's a nice thank you Wesley It's a lovely Buffy oh. t-shirt So yeah, the 20th anniversary of Buffy This feels weird to me because Now um, It's we, been 20 years 20 years, <laughs> so Ooh. I'm 29 In, a, in two weeks, a week's time Two weeks time um, and I definitely didn't start watching Buffy in 1997, that's for sure. Um, yeah. I can't remember when it actually first aired in the UK. No, it was I on like re- BBC Two. Yeah, or something, I remember it? watching it from Series One on BBC Two, but I think there was definitely a lag between when it originally aired in the States and here. But Buffy was huge for me mm. growing up, and I know it was exactly massive, the same so for you so it's it, yeah defining 20 year retrospective they did there was a um i think it was entertainment yeah, Weekly. yeah it was entertainment weekly did a special edition photo shoot with the cast um interesting emissions um alishka Dushku, i can yes. never say her surname right um, yeah apparently wasn't invited i think she either said this on twitter or instagram that um she wasn't... She wasn't... Yeah, Faith wasn't part of the regular like a cast. regular cast. She
1: was recurring. Yeah, which regular. I thought
0: was kind of shitty because Anya... Wasn't Anya in the photo shoot, yeah. I think? And Cordelia definitely wasn't, I feel Yeah, like. and Cordelia
1: wasn't in, like...
0: No, and... When did
1: she disappear? Like, season... The later season. Yeah, she wasn't sure. really around. Well,
0: when Anya turned up, I feel like mm. that was kind of... Yeah, so she wasn't there, and uh, no Giles. No.
1: No Giles. Although there seems to be a valid reason for that. Is he filming? He was... He Is he doing, like, oh, a theatre? Oh, he's doing Broadway. Broadway. Do you know so how I It's, know like, this. right in the middle
0: of the house. I know this because I got a, um, an email. Tickets? No. I got an email <laughs> today from Westend.com or something. Some, Lovely. like, discount theatre thing. And one of the things was... Giles. Giles. It was Giles' play. It was, it was Giles' and play. And I think I meant to send it to you and be like... The Buffy Chronicles. Giles. Um, the Puffy Chronicles so that yeah, was sad that felt weird him not being there but yeah. they did
1: do like a little portrait picture did you see they did like a no, I didn't. they got someone to paint a portrait of him oh. and it was like hung on the wall yeah. so that's... there was sort of a nod um, what I liked about the Eliza Dushku, I Eliza think Eliza Dush- Dashku, Dashku. Uh, Faith um, is that in that tweet she'd put that it was a cute and special reunion. I <laughs> yeah, was like, Well that's passive aggressive as fuck. So, so
0: salty. Oh, so cute Definitely and not special. better. I don't think she's acting anymore though. No. I feel like I read a thing where she either went back to college or does some like <laughs> back to just, college. Like normal. She's a normie now. She's normal. She's a now. normie like all of us. So maybe she's actually not that bothered really. Um, and I also think just observation, Seth Green still looks twelve. Okay, so I was a big Oz fan. Mm -hmm. Full disclosure, he was my favourite Buffy character until he sadly went in... I want to say season four, five? He came back for like an episode, didn't he? Yeah, well, when he went, I was absolutely devastated. Oh, that was awful. And I'm pretty sure you could map my trajectory of my lack of interest in the later seasons, probably (laughs) because of the lack of Oz. Um, He just looked... He's aged well. Oh, he just looks the same, just with like a stuck-on beard. David Boreanaz, though. Oh... Haggard. Do you, Haggard. Do you, do you, have you ever seen Bones before? Uh, No. No.
1: I actually haven't, not even for him, but oh. Angel wasn't my favourite. No, so. didn't
0: like Angel. Who would, was your
1: favourite? Uh, I mean, apart from Giles, obviously. Obviously Giles is there. Um, I don't know. Giles is probably the standout for me. Both. For, Always consistent, Giles. Yeah, consistent character. Sort Never, of attractive, I would have. Yeah. Man. Sort of attractive, I mean, he, like really he attractive. He
0: grew old gracefully. He did. Like, he did and I think they did interesting things with his character because I feel like given that he was I mean I know he was ob- obviously being Buffy's watcher there is like a clear relationship between the two of them but when they left high school and he was no longer I like it was like just kind of like cash friend hanging out a cash older man home her. his random British girlfriends you, yeah oh that's always my, when we watched those episodes oh, recently so we watched episodes recently and um, one of the things we did comment on is his slew of girlfriends oh yeah Constant. he's such a, he's such a I mean it makes sense as an adult looking back and then. But and then. More now. <laughs> and now. More now. More
1: now. More now. More now. Um, and also just Nicholas Brendan and I just see him now and think... Do you feel sad? Yeah, I'm surprised he made it. I thought he'd be in prison. I feel like this He's been arrested paid, like four times. Well,
0: I feel like they were like, oh, we're going to do this thing. And he was like, mm, I'm going to need some money. Because I'm going to need... Have can you bail me out? Bills. <laughs> I, have I have am in it. prison again. Yeah. For... It's just sad. I mean, I guess it's one she's... of those things where I feel like if you're in a... Any kind of continually running programme, I guess... You get typecast, so I don't think. And also, if if you you're, I, especially from being a young actor, and then suddenly, they, Is there seven or eight seasons of Buffy. Seven. Seven. So that's a that's a long time, mm. and yeah. it's a big chunk of someone's life. And I guess you end up having those struggles of, like, being crashed into reality, especially oh, yeah. if you're not an actor that would necessarily transcend that role. Yeah. He wasn't the star. It was like his Sarah no, Michelle Gellar who was, had a career.
1: Yeah, he was he was fun, but maybe not. But Poor I was Sandler. doing a little uh, Wikipedia oh. uh, hunt through his... Just finding out, you know, how many times he's been arrested. blah like, blah. Feeling hunt. really sorry for him. And then it was like, oh, he got arrested for, like, punching his girlfriend or yeah, something. Yeah, it's not like, Oh, you're actually a it's, shit. Yeah, That's disappointing. It's, uh, when
0: I looked into it, I remember being like, it's not like it's um, kind of things where you could be like, oh, he was on the wrong side of the law. Like, it's yeah. it's kind of like... Oh, uh, you're being a shit yeah, just over and over yeah, again. So, I mean, I definitely didn't feel as bad for him then. I mean, I really liked Xander, but what can you
1: do? No. I feel like Seth Green would be nicer in real life. Yeah,
0: I'm a big big Seth Green fan. Mm -hmm. So, um, another piece of news from uh, this week is that um, there's going to be a season three of True Detective. (laughs) Um, HBO's True Detective, um, the first season. Which we're hyped about massively. Yeah, I loved it. I was was thinking about it a lot today. the first season was Woody Harrelson, part of the Matthew, oh, the Matthew yeah. McConaughey revival, um, set in the Deep South, kind of trippy Satanism. So weird, occult So creepy. I think about the time as a flat vibes. circle regularly, mm. The those um Satan, just the drawings on what the What was wall. the book?
1: It's linked to... Oh, God the yellow man. yes yellow king. yes yes yellow king Yellow king.
0: i just remember that being such a sensation that summer being that thing that like every single person was talking. Mm. i mean
1: about. it's really short right so it was like really kind of eight yeah I it's like it was short episodes. but sweet like oh, I, I mean at really the end good.
0: of that season i didn't necessarily feel like they needed to do another season no. but i guess in the way of um a lot of american shows they end up ended up doing another one um season two was um colin farrell yes and vince vaughn which was just terrible McAdams.
1: yeah i mean vince vaughn i was like, this is just gonna be terrible because it's vince vaughn i just um, know and then i still
0: thought it was terrible i'll be honest i never finished it um i, it had, I don't blame you no, me no it had taylor kitchen i don't remember it no i mean i was trying to, i was thinking about, oh yeah taylor kitchen yeah, i'm surprised taylor you Kitch, didn't t- uh, tim riggins friday night lights that i mean that was a big draw for me as well yeah but I just did, it didn't, I mean, I guess when whenever anything is really successful, the second thing is never going to be as good. And I think there was a lot of hype to fill. And I know that I don't, I think the viewing figures for season two were very similar to season one. But I think critically it was panned. It was just so. I just don't remember what was going on. I
1: don't remember much. And uh, yeah, I just remember the final episode just sitting there like this is, I don't know. I'm just. There was no drive for me. I like, didn't. Give a shit about the plot at no, all? No, like we, I didn't care what was going on. season
0: one, I mean, I came to it very late. I think that everyone else had been watching it, and I'd held off, and I just I breezed through those episodes so mm. quickly because I was so keen to to find out what was going on. But with season two, I definitely ducked out. I felt um, like there was no real
1: sense of mystery in season two. Anyone. I didn't give a shit about who was involved. I didn't care about Vince Vaughn's character. No, I mean it was all about. I LA... barely cared about Colin Farrell's Yeah, character. it
0: was all about LA. City planning,
1: yeah, just something? no, I don't just know. bring back the occult and like,
0: yeah. So, there was a, the big thing with season two was that, um, Kerry Joe for Kanaga. that's probably pronounced wrong as well. Well done, I no, I was, I just and assumed that was it. He, I don't think he, I don't know how involved he was with the second season. I think he might have been involved or he might not have been, can't remember, but he definitely left and departed ways. Um, the series is written by Nick Pizzolato and they did not get on at all, mm-hmm. um, and it was. Sort of the, the opinion was that it would be left to kind of wither away after season two, but this week um, it's been announced that showrunner I'm and really writer surprised. David Milch, who's um, been involved with Deadwood, NYPD Blue, and um, Luck, is going to be working with Nick Pizzolato on a third season. Um, I don't think they need it. No, I think there are so many other crime procedurals, especially at the moment, and I just feel like there's no. Mm. Point. I mean it's I guess the point of season one and two is that it was a bit of a you know career revival mm. for people like Matthew McConaughey mm. especially um maybe Vince <sighs> was Such a strong I don't know Colin I feel like Colin Farrow didn't need it he's always no, been consistently no. working but I guess it was diversifying and I guess more actors want to work in tv so mm. bit of a weird one um, yeah I'm with you on the yeah I'll be intri- I mean I'm always intrigued when the casting gets announced because that's always a draw for me they have lost more loyalty on this one a bit, though. Yeah, I've a lot, just... of, lot of goodwill. I know a lot of people were very let down by season two, so... Um, I think I th- I'll just probably watch season one again. Yeah, <laughs> just I, was season just I was thinking about today. I was thinking about today, I think I might just
1: watch season one again. Because it is so good. And the other thing I was... The final thing in news is that, uh, really briefly, uh, Mark Frost has announced that he's writing another Twin Peaks book. Oh, the Twin Peaks! <laughs> that is going to come out... After this Twin Peaks series, which uh, airs next month, um, and by the time it finishes, which I can't remember what it is, is later in the year. That is when his second book is going to come out oh, because okay. he released a book. Uh, what was the first late book? last year? Uh, oh God, now I've forgotten the title of it. Was it like the Secret of Twin Peaks?
0: Oh God, what was I can it remember the cover. Very anyway, vividly. it's really
1: it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth reading again bit of a coffee table book so quite hard to read in bed Fine. but it's very um it draws it goes all the way back and just basically draws in loads of elements of kind of like the occult and alien conspiracy in the kind of build-up to Twin Peaks oh cool so okay. it's supposed to be like a found file um, of evidence and kind of history compiled around Twin Peaks and Laura Palmer case and like loads of people have. Uh, there's obviously conspiracy theories about twin peaks and uh a lot of people believe that x-files and twin peaks exist oh, I in didn't the know same that. Is that yeah that's definitely a thing, definitely oh, a thing. Cool. and same this universe. book yeah they're the same universe and this book completely like agrees with that like oh, there's that's great. like loads of Roswell stuff and it i was just reading it thinking this really solidifies for like the x-files twin peaks geeks that it they exist in me. the same They've got the same vibe and yeah. obviously I personally love the idea and this totally plays into that because it's very alien heavy. But oh. it was a good book. I really enjoyed it. Now I'm like, oh, does it need another one? I don't think so. I don't do think it needed think a second that, book.
0: Do you think that he would have be doing a second book if they weren't doing the new series? No. No. So that yeah. I guess you could be optimistic yeah. if, uh, if the if the quality of the one that he has done has been so high. It was really good.
1: And I was like, he hasn't just churned this out. It's like 25 years later. Like, this is a really nice thing. And I think it was done really well. Um, I suppose it's logical. So that I the, hope it's not too... I don't... Yeah, I don't know.
0: I guess this is logical that the second one could have been on the back burner anyway. Yeah. And maybe it's a two-parter. Yeah. Two-parter. And that it's just... Two-parter. And that it's just been rushed or that it just happens to coincide. Yeah. Oh, well, that'll, well, that'll be... We haven't talked to him peace, but we will do at some point. Yeah, we will definitely. Cool. Oh, so um, I guess we should just move naturally Yeah. onto what we're currently enjoying. So we figured that we would give like a little um, recap of kind of things that we've been enjoying recently um, just because we do engage with kind of a whole overload of things. Um, I'll go first. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I'll run through these really quickly. So I won't dwell too much. Um, TV-wise, I've been watching... RuPaul's Drag Race. You don't watch Drag Race. No, it's really bad. I need to. Pretty oh, much everyone else I know does. Good. So there's um, Netflix and um, whichever channel that RuPaul's Drag Race airs on in the States um, have done a deal so that um, the episodes of season nine will be on UK Netflix I think the next day after the air in the States, which is huge because normally you have to wait forever. I've only ever watched them on Netflix. So I've never been someone that bothers to stream them online. That's probably why I got so into it, is because I completely binged to watch all of the seasons. But um, over the weekend, I watched all of season eight because did it got you really? I did, I had nothing wow, else yeah. to do, it's great. Just love yeah. drag queens. Um, so very excited for seeing how season nine goes as well. Um, I've also watched, uh, I'm halfway through season two of Love. Um, I, only st- I also haven't watched that. I'm a massive traitor. Did you watch sorry. the first season? No, I'm oh, really It's, a fine. Traitor, it's fine.
1: Okay.
0: Like, it's... it we Things were, that
1: are titled Love don't appeal to me massively. Yeah, I mean, but... it's
0: interesting. It's about two people in LA and kind of coming together. I don't know. It, I liked it so much because it was short. Oh, the okay. The episodes are half an hour. Oh, we love a good half Which an hour Which then leads program. me on to um, season six of Girls. Girls. Um Only two episodes left. Bit sad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Really interesting. I'm up to date and you're not, but... I'm yeah, really I'm interested. a couple of episodes behind. Yeah, I'm really interested to see where they go with this. It's a lot of pressure to end it on a high note. I was talking to a friend today about the fact that we hope that things get sort of resolved and tied mm. up in a, a proper way. That's always know. the concern, isn't there, yeah, it? Yeah, because I feel like it's six years of investment. So,
1: And I also feel like... Um, we're like existing in a sea of people that don't like girls anymore yeah that's the thing but i kind of feel like not for any valid reason no like saying lena dunham is annoying is not a
0: reason to not everyone's annoying so so yeah i could go on about that forever but i just like that's something yeah i mean i i really enjoy it i think that i was very much on the fence around season four i found out a slog season four in particular i think is very weak so i very much rushed through it this season, season's great this season six has been really good and season five was a complete return to form i yeah. know we both talked about it at the time um the writing on the show is really really good and i think that whatever misgivings you have about it i do think a lot of it's incredibly relatable i mean with oh yeah we're prime demographic relatable. lena dunham herself is our age so um I, and, and it girls began at a time I was, you know, we were the same age as they were, and I feel like it's been really interesting to kind yeah, of has. have that kind of like, oh, you know, I really relate to that kind of being in your twenties and mm. not really knowing what you want to do after uni and stuff. So, um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. Um, Music-wise, um I've been listening to so much Lady Gaga, oh, yes, and I think it's she. Was, so she was on the first episode of season nine of Drag Race. Oh really? Yeah, oh, and they were playing home music, and I think we'll I was get just through like nine seasons. Yeah, me. I just feel like I i really like lady gaga so i've been listening to a lot of lady gaga um always a new album joanne is it's great i think it's great yeah, i think was it's really great. surprised mm. i think she's great i mean you know i know again people have their misgivings about her but i think she puts out hits man she does and i think i would made myself a, a spotify playlist of her a, a pop banger you know all the singles and stuff and there's just so much uh, even there's... album tracks yeah like Ugh. there's yeah, just a huge... So, so good. Um, sea of great yeah, songs. Yeah, she just knows you just want to, I don't know, party. Also, there were two new Kendrick Lamar songs recently. Um, a new album this week as well. I'm looking forward to listening I'm to excited. that. Um, so that's what I've been listening to. Um, Humble was great. Yeah, Humble was really good. The video for the that The video is, was great. I There was... Last weekend, I was just watching it on rotation. My mum had to tell me to stop. I was, like, <laughs> sat in her kitchen just like refreshing youtube um it's really good he's Mm. a very good visual artist his videos always have a lot to say uh, you know about just social cultural Mm. political issues so that video i think is one of those things like beyonce in there i think there are a lot of easter eggs in there to be kind of um interpreted yeah so i'm interested to see what other people think about it um movies wise, uh Logan yes. I really enjoyed. Love Wolverine, love Hugh Jackman. Yes. Um we it's, saw... it's the X-Files film that X-Files? X-Men. Oh no.
1: It's the X-Men film that It's I the Wolverine just... film we deserve. Yeah, it is. Um it's the superhero film we yeah. deserve.
0: Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Deadpool and don't really care about Deadpool, but I think that Logan um owes a lot to Deadpool in the sense that they've been able to do whatever they want with the character. Oh, yeah. It felt really brutal. Mm. And it made me realise that like, oh shit, yeah, Wolverine's got adamantium claws that really would hack off a man's head. Yeah. And you never see that in any of the X-Men films. So no. Logan felt like a real... It was like part Western and then part just sort of... I don't know, it just felt a lot grittier and realistic and mm. in, in what that character deserved. And Xavier was, with his
1: uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, yeah, Just that stuck with me the most, actually. He was brilliant in that. And yeah. just... I think you know so
0: sad definitely I mean Patrick Stewart's always been really great in that role I've really liked him as Xavier what guy. and um, I feel like it was a good it was a good like nice sort of it was what they deserved. those characters a nice film it was a, a lovely nice... film no I just mean like it was. it was the kind of film that I think a lot of X-Men and Wolverine fans specifically have really been uh, oh yeah been looking forward to um we saw get out yes we did a couple of weeks ago um very very good directed by um jordan peele of um comedy duo key and peel mm-hmm. um about um racial kind of unsettling things going on in like an all-white mm. neighborhood and what's the underlying kind of vibe. and it
1: definitely didn't go where i thought it was going. no go, so. i've been
0: i kind of had mm. a rough idea of what it was about but I had been avoiding reading a lot. Yeah, I had too. And there were de- there were so many times where I thought it was going to go one way and it didn't and that... and there's a lot out there about
1: it now yeah. like
0: so it's easy to kind of There's some really interesting kind of analyses and critical writing out there if you're into that kind of it's definitely like I sent you the um a thing that was all the kind of hidden The imagery. BuzzFeed Easter eggs or whatever. Yeah, oh, there's a, there's so a really good. great BuzzFeed article that it's all the hi- hidden specifically racial imagery in the film. And it was insane. Like, it's re- just really, really clever little things that a couple of them I know that we had picked up on, but the majority of yeah, them... Yeah, there's loads. There. So I think it, mm. it's a lot smarter than um, you may initially think. Mm. And that ending made us just... well. And it's a big hit. It's done been really, really well. Yeah, I think it was only made for about a couple of million mm. dollars. And then the box office has been huge. Mm. It's been a real runaway success. So it proves that original content, you know, original... IP and not anything kind of franchisey regurgitated stuff does does and have it. Yeah, Mark Kermode said something about you know taking for
1: granted audiences and just assuming that because it's not saw or.
0: Uh, it's a smart, horror you know, thing. it's
1: yeah, because it's smart, yeah, like apostrophe. That therefore people aren't gonna go and watch it, and it's not gonna be a smash hit. Yeah, and it's kind of taking audiences for granted and yeah, definitely. that I oh, think they only want like a gore fest. I think and the, they there's, to be a, I think out there's to them. a
0: real lack of interesting kind of original content that gets made now. Mm. So I think when something comes along like this, I think that it's it proves that there are there is an audience out there, yeah. and that stuff can be, you know, produced. It's just whether or not film. Um, like companies and studios will take a risk on it, so I think that hopefully this will be a great kind of you know proves that point yeah fact. completely. Um, I also saw Life. Mm. Um, we'll come onto this later on, but <laughs> yes, it, we will with Ryan Reynolds and Jet John Hall. It was fine. Um, <laughs> it's we, fine. It was fine. It's fine. You were supposed to sit yesterday, but you didn't. I bailed. Um, I was. Six. I don't think your life will be any. Um,
1: I I gather that from yeah. multiple sources that it's fine. It's fine.
0: Um. I, I like aliens. I like aliens. I like space. Well, I don't really like space. I like Judge John Hall. Um, so, it was fine. It was only an hour and 42 minutes, which I think is a, such a win mm. these days when you go to the cinema for like 10 years. Um, so, that's good. good. Um, and then just some books that I've been reading, um, just because we like to do books. Um, <laughs> just reading George Saunders. Yeah. Um, we saw him at UGA lit Litfest recently. Um, big fan of his writing. If you haven't checked him out, I implore you to do so. What an amazing man. Yeah. Oh, it's just so affable. Oh. So nice. What? Just one of the most interesting a literary... Bloody great bloke. Just such a chill guy. Um, Lincoln and the Bardo is his novel. And there's also some short story kind of bits you should check out as well. Um, I'm also reading Stephen King for the Yay! first time. I'm reading The Shining. Steph's been waiting her whole life for this. I know. I'd, I've just never read any. And I felt like I couldn't be nearly 30 and have not read any Stephen King so I'm reading The Shining it's very interesting so far. have you started you've started reading yeah, it yeah I started it I'm not very foreign
1: but no. it's interesting I mean I've got it in my head is this like yeah I love The Shining I mean it has been probably like 10 years well, since I well really I really like the it, film
0: but... and it's probably sacrilege that I'm going about it this way but I mean it's probably inevitable I'm a big fan of the film it's probably my favourite Kubrick
1: so oh yeah it's my favourite I know Kubrick I'll in... be
0: really interested to see what you think of the yeah book. I'm enjoying it I must say
1: the chapter with room 237
0: Ooh. Fuck. it's it. scarier
1: than the film i think it's yeah. the first time i had to put down a book because i was scared so enjoy that <laughs> oh i'm looking forward to it Yay. cool so yeah that's um i'll see how that goes would you like me i'd like to hear yours now Yes. cool please. okay well tv wise um i need to catch up on girls fine uh i had half a day off on monday because i was sick and uh, i went home and started watching uh 13 reasons why oh you did um, which you... was an awful choice on a day when i was feeling a bit glum so that was stupid yeah four not... episodes in i've put it down now for a bit i'm interested
0: um, to see how it goes. i read the book by jay asher um a couple of years ago it's a ya hmm. novel um i think i enjoyed it at the time yeah. but then i saw that they were making it selena gomez yes involved well i, I got really confused
1: because i read you know when you skim you don't really read you mm-hmm. just skim read things and i'd seen selena gomez attached to it and then i got really confused that she wasn't in it <laughs> and then yeah I she was I pegged realized... to be in it and then she wasn't in it so she's she producing it, or, or direct sure. no she's not directing it, she's producing it or something she's involved in it but i am enjoying it so far i mean it's you know it's it's a morbid subject um it's it's, suicide, it's, a, yeah, so. it's about you know this this girl's committed suicide and she's left behind these 13 tapes uh that are being passed around to specific people and they kind of tell her story um and outline the reasons why uh, she came to commit suicide and uplifting story um and i think I mean, it's really interesting. It's it's good to watch. I think it will definitely resonate more deeply with people of the generation who have, like, we, you know, we came into Facebook and social media at university. Mm. These kids who are growing up with that. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. I mean, that's, I can totally see, you know, and the things, I mean, thus far, the things that have happened to this girl, I mean, they're horrible, but they're not like... You know, if yeah. you were yeah, if yeah. you were looking at the grand scheme of things, They're it would be like, bad. "This isn't earth shattering," but you can, but this is, t- you know, this totally proves that these are the small things that can ruin a person's life. Yeah, completely. Life. So, I hope a lot of people do watch it because I think it's
0: really, I think it's just a rewarding. raising awareness of those types of things. I suppose so. I think if it's if it's gonna gi- if it's gonna give anyone, I think we
1: take for granted that those things happen. Like, of course, people were slut shamed, and of course, people like you know yeah send, pass around yeah, videos but it's like actually the the impact all builds up is huge all builds up um so i've been watching that i've been watching riverdale because i'm a massive teen nerd it's based on the archie comics it's yeah. it's really good if you like high school dramery stuff that's kind of like pretty little liars and the best yeah it's yeah i'm really enjoying it it's great uh girls um movies you've kind of covered a lot of the ones that we've been to mm-hmm. together um I bought The Love Witch at the weekend, um, which I saw recently um, at the cinema. They were doing a one-off kind of showing. Um, that's really good, and I would recommend watching it. It's really... Um, it's campy, and apparently it's it not intended from... to be campy. Oh, really? But the come off that... it,
0: it's the campiest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I inferred that just from the poster alone, so... Yeah, That's it's actually like... kind of what attracted me to want yeah, to see it. Yeah, it's like hammer horror beyond the valley yeah the exactly. dolls. completely
1: um there's like a bit of uh the wicker man in there it's mm-hmm. totally of that
0: you know it's like so 70s yeah world, 70s and vibe. it's
1: weird it's like a 70s vibe and yet and it looks really 70s mm. and yet they're using mobile phones so it exists oh, so it in this weird oh, okay. Interesting. it exists in this weird vortex where mm-hmm. both kind of apply yeah but i mean it looks amazing it looks lovely and it is a little bit on the long side. I think they probably could have shaved a little so bit of really it off. But I don't think there was ever a time when I was bored watching it. It's really good. I think that's testament um, to really... Yeah. I think, I, think I, I think
0: everything these days could probably do with being a bit shorter. But if you're not bored, then... Yeah. Definitely. You know. Definitely.
1: Um, and uh, book-wise, I'm reading The Power by naomi alderman oh yeah that um, just made the which has been shortlisted for like loads it's on of the stuff baileys and long list yeah.
0: isn't it i think it's it's like there's definitely it's definitely on another list as well
1: yeah baileys uh it wasn't my book or was it no it was something um yeah there's a bunch of stuff uh it's kind of this it's like a ya novel but sort of the upper end of ya like okay. young ad yeah really young adult mm-hmm. um novel where uh Women across the world have discovered that they've got these powers, and it kind of flips the whole patriarchy on its head. Oh my God, um, the dream! And, yeah, <laughs> the dream. Um, and is is good. Uh, it's kind. It's a really easy, breezy kind of read. It's got some interesting ideas to it. There's some awkward, you know. There's some gritty kind of nasty situations mm-hmm. in it, which make you, you know, think about the obvious. Yeah. Um. I guess anything like that at the moment It's not mind-blowing. It's fairly obvious, you know, what would it be like if women were the leery catcalling... I feel like like there's a
0: real kind of... Not trend, because that that sounds dismissive, but there's a real kind of push towards books that are a little bit more of that kind of focus recently, which I think Mm. is always a good thing. I missed out on seeing Naomi Alderman speak at Latitude... Last year, but though I did get given a free copy of the power, which I haven't read yet, mm. um, but it's definitely on my to-read list. Yeah, because it just sounded so interesting. Yeah, and like, I think as a young adult, that would be a great book. Yeah, to Yeah, especially a young woman. Like it's. Mm, I like, think that would be. I think those those types really of books, read. you know, like people like Sarah Pascoe and, you know, of that kind that are mm. writing kind of female centered, books from an interesting perspective. I think they're all you know mm. really definitely worth looking into. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it.
1: And I was also just gonna note that. I think mostly I haven't been listening to music because I've been listening to so many podcasts Oh, podcasts. Um, I didn't
0: put that on there because um is it felt... to talk about podcasts on
1: a podcast It felt like inception,
0: yeah, it
1: does it's a bit trippy, yeah, well, I won't touch on it too much. It was actually just to note that uh the last picture show, which I kind Ooh. of drop in and out of me like too. i haven't and I haven't looked at it for ages, no, I don't, so I it's like a if anyone hasn't seen it, it's like a podcast where they look at one kind of contemporary movie uh and speak about it in relation to an older movie um and it's yeah i
0: kind of drop in and out and just listen to the ones that i'm interested in i tend to listen to the if i've seen a film recently and i know they've done a Mm. episode on it or i've watched an older film and i know they've covered it they did one that was uh neon demon and suspense Suspiria, yeah, that was a very good episode and there's one that is um the nice guys and la confidential mm. which i remember listening to last year which i really loved um mm. la confidential was one of my favorite films so it's not it's i think it's really interesting the way that it does talk about contemporary films with stuff from the past it's great yeah especially because if they're of, of a similar theme which they always are mm. or if it's uh Oh god, they did one recently that was a remake and they did the original as well.
1: Yeah, they did Westworld with Westworld. Oh that yeah. That was, was it. really interesting. Yeah. They did I've said interesting a thousand times in this podcast. Fine. Sorry. Um they did The Witch with the Wicker Man. Oh yeah. Um and when you see them together you go, Oh yeah, that does work. It does that make really sense. works." yeah. Uh, Neon Demon worked. Um and but they've recently the two most recent are Alien in Life. So I thought you might want to listen oh, to that. I didn't know and that. Get Out and The People Under the Stairs. Ooh. So yeah, I I'm definitely gonna yeah. be it's lining, interesting. It's queuing really, them up to listen yeah. to this
0: week. Um, I guess we'll, we should look forward. Always yeah, good to look forward. Um, just a uh, things we're looking forward to, pop culture wise. Um, Fate of the Furious comes your out next faves. week. Your Face your favourite. Um, does I it come out on your birthday? No, the day before. Oh. Actually, I think it's on Wednesday because it's that thing where they want to really maximise that. Um, so it's important to address the fact that I love the Fast and the Furious films.
1: I feel like this will come up.
0: It will probably come oh, up because we'll have to talk about number eight. Number eight is the next instalment, Fate of the Furious. I I don't think they've gone for F8, numerical eight. They should have done. They really should have done. They missed a trick there. But who knows. Um, so they need just... to get you on their like i should be doing them marketing. um it, i think it's just interesting because it's the first one without paul walker paul walker died halfway through filming number seven and they i think it was towards the end of filming so it didn't affect it too much there's a lot of like some of the faraway shots i think they got his brother to mm. do stuff which is a bit weird um but I, th- I thought at the end of number seven they wouldn't do any more. Yeah, is they, it weird that they're carrying on with Paul I Walker? I think it's weird. Yeah. He was, I mean, I, I'm a big Vin Diesel fan, mm-hmm. um, but I like, I really liked Paul Walker. He's good in those films. He's not very good in anything else, but he's very good at playing that kind of beachy bro, really likes racing, all that stuff. So it's a bit weird they're doing it. This one's interesting as well because I think it's set in New York. That's always a draw. Mm. But there's been a lot, there was a lot of controversy because The Rock had been mouthing off on the internet about how no one works very hard, uh, which I think was a, a bit of shade thrown directly at God. Vin Diesel. All right. I just Ooh. like the idea of Vin Diesel and The Rock having like real life. Who would win? Who would win? Uh, probably The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Vin probably. Diesel's a big guy, but he's, I don't know, he's not a wrestler. Yeah. So The Rock, Dwayne would win. Um, Faith Furious for me. Um, I saw a poster for Baywatch. Have you seen the trailer? No. Oh my God. Is it good? I, I put it down because I saw a poster and then because it also has the rock in. Mm-hmm, it does. And my personal favourite, Zac Efron. Zaki. Um, um, I think, I watched the trailer yesterday. Um, I think
1: it looks so gross. It in a looks, bad way? Yeah. Like in the space of the trailer, they made a joke about kind of like sexual harassment and that And Zach oh. Efron is just staring at this girl's boobs and she's like you stop staring at my boobs and he's like your face is so near your boobs uh, and then there was also like a weird joke where Zach Efron starts taking offence that someone is speaking about his people and uh, <laughs> The Rock is like oh, you don't get to say that like wow. it was yeah there were two kind of I just had the most deadpan face watching it I was oh. like wow this is maybe I should redact mine. it was making me think like is this like bad grandpa Oh, Zach So the thing
0: with Zach Efron is, um, I really like the High School Musical trilogy, um, and <laughs> yeah. he's good in Banging. that. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I will shamelessly watch bad Zach Efron comedies. I Does I, he just do bad now, though? Well, I the thing is, I like The Bad Neighbours 1 and 2. They're pretty oh, yeah. fun. Um, He did a film recently called Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. I have not heard it's, of that or um, seen it or anything. Oh God, they're... Adam from Workaholics who's the guy from Pitch Perfect who has him in it and and Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick so for me it was pretty much like catnip it's weird Um, I haven't
1: heard of that yeah
0: it's not it was fine yeah you know like sometimes you just need to watch stuff that's really brainless Mm. but I don't like it. it's going to be brainless and offensive so um Maybe I won't put, be looking forward to Baywatch. Sorry, uh, maybe yeah. I mean maybe
1: it just it might be a really good
0: film. The trailer looked no, it really great. I just saw a poster and I was like, wow, that's a thing. Yeah. I didn't I think I just forgotten that they were they were doing it. Yeah. You know, but on the cast list on IMDb, um both David Hasselhoff and Pamela Anderson are going to be in it. Oh, well they had to do that. Imagine if they didn't. Imagine if they didn't have <laughs> any kind of no cameo issue. No one none of the original thing. cast thing. Um couple of other things i've seen trailers for recently um baby driver which is the new one from uh, director and writer edgar wright has jamie fox ansel elgort john Hamm, kevin spacey um i think there is a bunch of other really good people in mm. it as well um it's about a getaway driver that has tinnitus so he's always listening to music mm. on heist thrilling concert yeah i mean <laughs> it, it, it does sound good. edgar wright always knows how to use music really really well mm. in his um films he's also really good at curating spotify playlists I did not know uh, that. Yeah, it's a couple of worth his that are worth checking out. But I'm interested to see um what the film's like. It looks really good. Um, it's a great cast, and I think Edgar Wright makes really great films. This one's interesting, I think, because it's um he usually has you know so he has the Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. There's the Cornetto trilogy, oh, yeah. you know um Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and mm. um the other one the other one um his other films have been british focused. they're all british actors a lot a couple of them have got american actors in um but this one is based in america i think it's filmed in atlanta um and it's a primarily american cast so it's a bit of a departure for edgar wright but um, i'm looking forward to it i think it aired at um south by southwest it had its premiere and i think it comes out i want to say maybe may june july time it's definitely a summer summer thing does when I saw good? this
1: on the list, I thought it was that baby film with Alex. <laughs> oh
0: <my laughs> baby boss. And I was
1: like, wow, baby boss. Okay, April.
0: Oh my God, I just, Edgar Wright, just doing an anime <laughs> Edgar Wright doing... about a boss that is a baby. Yeah. No. Baby um, boss. And then Alien Cumberland. Alien Covenant. Um Very excited. Oh I've yes. S- I've seen two trailers for it. One is better than the other. I saw one the other day, which was. What's the set? Is that I haven't seen this. I like don't the think it's boring. The second it one. just oh. makes it look like it's not going to be good. But is I that think, the one with James Franco in it? No, I don't know what it's it felt like. A weird one. Um, it just didn't seem like it was. It, there wasn't enough tension in it. But I think it's because the other one's so tense. Um, yeah. I'm a bit sceptical about the involvement. I think that's fairly. Of Danny McBride. I mean, that's completely fair.
1: I think being sceptical about alien films is a bit fair.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like the hard way. I, I very much got on the hype train for Prometheus, went to a midnight screening, and came away feeling very Didn't disappointed. We all? So I think I'm approaching with caution for Covenant, but it does look great. It looks gory as fuck. Yeah, which is, you know. I think the, the only bit I remember
1: about Prometheus really is that's that that sort of self abortion oh, thing
0: that, yeah that was brutal so i mean i'm hoping that covenant kind of has the similar i don't know creepy horrible gory vibe mm-hmm. um i'm also looking forward to the end of girls what will happen will hannah stop being the worst we've already talked a bit about it but there are two episodes left very excited and music wise um friday is a new kendrick lamar record and a new father yeah. john mystery record which is basically my life in two very different areas
1: <laughs> so that's me we should move on to uh, other topics that we'd like to discuss, so this is which a... is my favourite part.
0: <laughs> this has all been preamble to the, the main event. Um, so, topics. The longest um, preamble the ever. The longest preamble. It's like just waffle. Yeah. Waffle, waffle. Um, so, I, I feel like we're starting on a high. So, um, Instagram fan accounts. Now, um, I feel it, like this is the main reason we decided to make a podcast. <laughs> it was largely the main reason that we decided to do this podcast because we um, both have a very big interest in Instagram fan accounts Um, so it's a notable pastime it's a notable pastime we don't have them for discussion we do not oh, have oh no, them. no. Not... maybe I do and you just don't know
1: oh my god maybe you're one of them all accounts. of the ones
0: you've been making fun of April they're actually me <laughs> they're actually you um, Instagram <laughs> so if for those who don't know an Instagram fan account is an account that is usually about a celebrity, although it can be a film or a TV show, that is set up and maintained by a fan and just relentlessly posts a picture. There was a <laughs> um, an article that I found last night from um, ID Magazine. I think it was either last year or the year before. It talks about the concept of fan accounts, why they're so popular, who runs them. Um, just... That was some
1: really interesting it insight was. to just see... Just how much
0: organisation and time we, goes into running a fucking fan account. We regularly joke about how we should set it up. But actually reading that article made me realise that the level of maintenance it would require gives me so much anxiety. Oh, like I just wouldn't. Oh no. I'd get bored after like three pictures. Oh no.
1: I think it's when it goes from being a thing from you to having a sense of responsibility like responsibility oh, when the fans for other people more.
0: yeah so um, there's a quote from the ID article it says um, since they're run by fans the vibe is always celebratory never snarky they lurk so expertly to gather clues as to who and what their heroes are loving and loathing the craziest thing about these accounts is how good they are at what they do they know do. so much they constantly break stories well before magazines with way more resources um, the thing that they cited there was um, that a um I think it was a weekend fan account basically leaked or discovered rather that um, Bella Hadid and um, Abel from who is The Weeknd were dating about six weeks before the press. <laughs> so it was all across was these fan accounts and no one had picked up other, and you think about the actual resources that like actual gossip magazines like Us Weekly and People have and yet it's some like internet 12 year old has managed to find a pap pictures or it's just people papping pictures and posting them on instagram
1: that's the other thing i think i took for granted um before these kind of i really took note of these kind of fan accounts is you see all these pictures of you know a celebrity meeting fans out and about and it's like god how lucky they are to actually meet them and then you find out they've been following them around for about three weeks so these kids have been there was one and i was you know there was one of someone meeting, like, Tom Hardy, and it was like, oh, finally met him. You just think, wow, you bumped into him in a pub. Then it turns out she waited 16 hours. Yeah, I
0: don't think... I don't think I could do it. Like, so, um... The main focus of our Instagram fan analysis... Is um is Tom Hardy? Oh yeah, we might just be sticking to and Jake <laughs> a few specific I feel like we stick to here. what we know, and we're gonna stick with and those that, two, the ones that I like to browse, the ones I browse regularly. So the thing is that um Jake Hall is in a play at the moment called Sunday in the Park with George in New York, and he has his routine of going to the stage door every evening and afternoon to meet people, which is obviously very nice for him what to lovely, do. What a lovely lad. But it's like, you don't... Whenever I look at those, I think like, oh, fuck's sake. Like, I just... Why am I not in New York? So I could just go down there. Yeah. But then it's literally like, oh, no, we waited in the cold for for four hours after the play finished. Yeah. And then he was there when he was leaving. There's a you ridiculous think, like, amount of
1: hanging around. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's just, just a sheer dedication, dedication on, a, on a
0: scale. So um, one of the accounts that a... um. Uh, the ID article focused on was justin bieber i think it i think the two the three it focused on were a justin bieber account a kendall jenner account yeah. and then a, maybe a one direction account. the bieber one um it was a bieber fan account it says um my daily routine for maintaining the account starts as soon as i wake up for disclosure like i, I can't imagine that being the first thing you think of. no i just need like to what have i missed what have i missed yeah so they check gossip sites for photos and videos frantically posts them Um, then they speak to people who have met Justin that day so they have like this community right so there's like people actively getting
1: in touch with these fan accounts yeah like hey I met him but today I saw him today they're like yeah they're like a source that people go to
0: one of my favorite things is if you you'll see from some of these fan accounts is that if the celebrities in question have Instagram accounts if the person so for example on the, the Kendall Jenner one it was like there's one particular account that Kendall has liked pictures on yeah. herself. And it's like the only account that Kendall has ever yeah. liked. It's a huge draw. It's, ins- it's just baffling. And then so it goes, um, after school, I'll obtain more updates. Um, on a busy day, I'll post around 60 photos. 60? If it's an extremely busy day, I'll barely make it to 100 posts before Instagram gives me a posting block. I didn't know those existed. Can you imagine being so prolific on Instagram? I can think of a lot of people. We Instagram bans you. It Says like,
1: cool up, go home, and cool off, chill for like, have like a three, have a tea break, have a shower, look after yourself, and then come back.
0: And then it says sometimes I'll set an alarm for 3 or 4 a.m. to check if I've missed any Why? Why would you do this? I just are these people's grades just falling through when the floor I was, like when i was a teenager and the internet wasn't really a thing that much yeah um, the good old days i honestly can't imagine I, I just had message boards i didn't have needless needing to sh- to share images of members of like pop punk bands that i was super into so I no just, i just
1: collect them in a folder i on put my them computer on my wall my wall and put and put them them on my instagram wall. account yeah and I had folders. I don't know if you had folders. Folders on I my computer folders. where I actively oh
0: right clicked and saved photos um, that I liked. When I was so I recently got a new computer and when I was going through my old computer, I definitely had like stuff I'd put on there <laughs> that was just like folders and folders of like just images. Boy photos. Just boy photos. <laughs> why? Just boy I, photos. That's probably why I'm glad I didn't have Instagram as a teenager. So oh, um just, yeah. One so one of the most important things about these accounts is the captions. <gasps> The capture. this is where it all began. The captions are, they're the best. This is what I think first drew our attention, was the fact that people would share these images. And obviously, I think the way, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how it's about you, but the way I found a lot of these accounts is from, hash, from the, the tags and yeah, put on stuff. Yeah. So you basically, if you're, tagging an instagram post and it's sort of a celebrity and stuff obviously there's the hashtags on it if you click on the hashtag then you'll start to notice that the frequency when you look at different images it tends to be from a lot of the same accounts. oh yeah um so the captions are always insane yeah so they're there's either like, really boring yeah. like just the, the caption will just be some hashtags fine makes sense but um i just it, uh, oh i can't even begin
1: there are like two schools of caption that I really enjoy. And I think you share with me. This is the thing I'm actually discussing. Um, the captions that bear absolutely no relevance to the pictures you're posting yep. whatsoever. And tend to be like, obviously, fan accounts from young people who are at, this, they're at school. So there's like a picture of Harry Styles. And the caption is like, I haven't revised to this test tomorrow. <laughs> and it's like, there are people who are bothered about Harry Styles. But they're also really personally invested in this person's... Like, are worried for them. Um, like, oh, okay, you so- have printed at April. Ma- <laughs> April has printed in color the Instagram pictures and the captions. Okay, so can I cut out the ones that are relevant to my life and
0: stick them on my wall? Well, why do you think I'm printing them? Thank I'm you. Very much. Um, so I, I just save them on my phone, dude. Like, <laughs> I know, but I can't, my eyes are bad. So, i uh, the-, the thing you mentioned ones that bear no relevance, so, yes. Um, Please. I just thought we'd go through a few of our favourite captions, really, because I think that this is the whole point of why we decided to put this on as a topic. Mm. So the other camp I just wanted to add oh, is, uh, is the sexy camp.
1: So there's...
0: Grossly, grossly
1: yeah, gratuitously Yeah, there's school explicit. kids who are, like, posted about the worried about their exams and their GCSEs and their parents have upset them on their fan accounts. And then there are the mothers and the wives in their dressing gowns, sipping
0: wine, doing the ironing, posting months. some filthy stuff so you mentioned ones that bear no relevance to anything so this was this is just a picture of jake gyllenhaal just hanging out and then the caption is i'm actually so afraid of today i really hope that clinton wins i know she might not be as good as obama but she's for sure as better as trump i mean do you really want someone to be the next president who has literally no respect towards women the lgbtqt community or, or other cultures i bet not so please make the right decision and vote for Clinton. It's a view that Jake clearly shares. Yeah, I was going to say, what does Jake think? Um, what would Jake do? That, you know, so that's just bears no relevance to that image of Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, another one is just a picture of Jake crouching down. It says, this might just be the laziest post ever, but I really don't have time for Instagram today as I have a test. And oh, it's the I test. Haven't I haven't studied yet, for tomorrow. You. So you'll just have to make, you just have a nice day and enjoy this random picture of Jake. I okay. have no time on Instagram. It. Let me post an Instagram post um, about this. It did get 1,624
1: likes. That's a few more than I get so, on a daily basis.
0: Um, so, yeah. So, we've mentioned that there's the class of be- absolutely bears, no relevance. And then there's the ones that are just completely thirsty. And um, Tom Hardy, especially. I mean, <sighs> yeah, I mean obviously, I, know- I think,
1: yeah. I mean, obviously. Uh, I noticed you know. <laughs>
0: it. I noticed that it was a thing where Jake... Hall was concerned but all of the ones you've shown me of Tom Hardy are uh, been absolutely fierce. Tom Hardy is like uh, a mum magnet which actual we will fan. go on
1: to again in a minute but an actual mum magnet which puts me in the mum camp which is a bit weird but there is a huge these fan accounts are like yeah 90, I, I could be getting this wrong but the, the really prolific ones are run by mums who thirsty are thirsty you know uh, dropping occasional comments about their kids uh, and oh. Yeah, so no. th- these are mums who are fucking... They are filthy for Tom Hardy in the most remarkable ways. Um,
0: would you like to share some?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, this one was just the... Uh, this one was... I'm starting off easy, so this isn't too bad, but just to give some context about these, you know, <laughs> it's the mum accounts. Describe so Tom's cheeky post-coital smoke, because he's in a, you know... Fine. it's a picture of him smoking, so it's obviously a post-coital obviously. Uh, smoking. I'm ironing. I'm mining Really, fuck my life. <laughs> um, okay, mum. Uh, that time Tom went to Gap, and I wished he was in my Gap.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tom Hardy and his shit dress sense make me want to fuck even door handles when I walk past them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my uh, What well, I don't understand why you would write that. I no. don't understand. Uh, you can. think somewhere, it. yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I've never wanted to fuck a door handle in my life. I don't think um, that's. That would be horrendously awkward. Um, I don't know how you'd even do that, and why it would.
0: I don't know why people want to share that information. No,
1: I mean these are like the deepest recesses of your mind coming out. Um, I mean, there are ones where you just try and you know engage people in conversation, like what song makes you think of Tom Hardy. But oh, I those mean, it's always
0: good when they ask. Yeah, the feedback.
1: like what what is your what, what color makes you think of Tom Hardy? Um, and of course, there is our personal favorite, shared favorite of uh, the nice angled photo uh, from Tom Hardy's sort of crotch region, looking up. I think he needs to uh, say that it's from
0: it's it's from Tom Hardy's actual MySpace. Photo oh yeah, it's a MySpace
1: there. photo, so it's one of his own lovely, lovely photos that are just fantastic. Um, it's and this caption reads, "I've been trying so hard to be a good Tom Hardy fan." And not perv over him too much. But I can't. Pics like this just remind me of how much I want to literally suck the life out of him. (laughs) Followed by such comments as... (laughs) I would literally dehydrate that fool. Like, consume his entire reservoir. (laughs) I don't... Um, and then and then the the I the um the valentines posts which were my picture of Tom Hardy roses are red around. violets are blue can i sit on your face
0: so <laughs> it doesn't even rhyme it she doesn't, no, doesn't even it doesn't even so rhyme so i think you know i'm going to reach some of the ones for Jake Gyllenhaal accounts they're not as hardcore as that maybe it's something about jake fans um, uh,
1: stick it in me tom i need this more than the wine after
0: a long day with the kids <laughs> just <laughs> forgotten that i one. really think that it's such so that i think the difference here is that um tom hardy accounts are run by thirsty mums and then jake dylan accounts <laughs> are run by teenage girls um because most of them are like things like um there's a picture of drake looking pensive and it says me if someone says that jake isn't a good actor or, or <laughs> is unattractive not that anyone has ever said that <laughs> i mean fine um a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman from Prisoners says, wouldn't you want to be the meat in that sandwich? Oh, wow. I'm vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, Doubt it. Picture Jake reading on the beach says, what are you reading, Jake? I want to know. Fix a book? Long ass text message? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my personal favourite, the spaghetti picture. The spaghetti picture. Um, the spaghetti picture. I want to eat spaghetti off him. It's just a picture of Jake. I mean, that's pretty
1: matter of fact. I'm into that. That's like, yeah, that's where door handle lady should have stopped. Yeah, I mean, these are, these are good.
0: Um, there's, they use a lot of emojis. There's just a picture of Jake walking down the road and there's just the the water emoji, which I don't know what that means. But Well, we all know what it, means, it means, April. Rude, we know, we yeah. all know what it means, um, April. Does it? Um, oh, I'm saving that one to last because that's my personal favourite of this week. Um... There's Jake holding a coffee cup. Is that coffee really small or is his hands really big? I don't know. Well, they are the greatest are, philosophical Yeah, a lot of them are really weird Jake Gyllenhaal accounts where they um, they use Taylor Swift lyrics. Um, oh, yeah, because
1: this is that's an a ongoing controversial obsession, thing.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's always a bit weird. Um, they also have really weird names like Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllen Fox I think that one's a Jill and Jake Gyllenhaal and Megan Fox fusion account. Tom Gives Me a Hardy. Tom Gives Me a Hardy. Jake Jill and fave. That's another personal one. Um, Jake fave Jill and one. fave. Um, <laughs> this is one that makes you feel so uncomfortable. Um, there's just a picture of Jake with his hand in front of his face. Oh baby, let me wipe that face for you. Why? I don't... Do any of them call him daddy? Oh, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> There's So Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal did this film called Southpaw where he played a boxer and he got pretty ripped for it. Mm-hmm. We've both seen boxer, we understand. Um, and it there's a picture of him in front of a boxing ring with his doing like a kind of a weird fighty pose that he did for a while. And it says, this is all caps. It says, Daddy, <laughs> this picture, oh my gosh, the water emoji, then the tongue emoji. <laughs> so... Daddy, I don't. Daddy. Yeah, I'm. I'm not
1: up on this daddy thing. No, it seems to come weird, up a lot. It's creepy.
0: I don't get it. It's a probably a weird thing. Daddy, um, and daddy. The, there's another one that's daddy as well. It's a picture from the life press tour. It's Jake, John Haw, and Rebecca Ferguson, and Ryan Reynolds is like shoving a microphone in. Jake's oh my god! Face. I saved that one too. It this says, one's great. "When daddy is forcing it on you, and you're playing hard to get." That is, rapey. That's rapey and vomity. I don't yeah, like it. No. Yeah, total. On the flip side, the other one, same image, is which is my personal favourite because it really appeals to my sensibilities, is when you're having a group presentation and your group is forcing you to speak because they did all the work. What, just, yeah. That's universal. Um, oh, yeah, the and group gaps between these are quite unique. It's, yeah, and there's a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal and standing next to Ryan Reynolds, and it says, Jake is looking at Ryan the same way he looked at Hugh while promoting prisoners. My baby loves his daddies, and so do I. If you would like to just describe this picture I'm pitching, I'm pointing to, uh, yes, okay, so it's this is one, the one
1: of Jake on a surfboard riding some waves in yep. the sea. So he's laying, flat. he's laying flat on a surfboard. He's, he's sli- sort of slightly lifted up. He's kind of in
0: the um, supine. Yeah, yeah. So Why is he... it in yoga? It's the Semi-supine. Yes. You're lying flat on the floor and you're propping yourself up in a kind of arching or back-raising way. So yeah. Cobra. Mid-cobra. It's a cobra. It's a cobra, isn't it's a, it? Yeah, it's a cobra. cobra. It's a cobra. He's on a surfboard doing cobra pose yoga, some waves. He's having a great holiday. This is in St. Bath, just so you know. In, I'm glad you know. In. in <laughs> Do you know how I know that? You creeper. Instagram fan of Oh, okay. Five. Creeper. Um, so the caption on this is... Okay, this is from Jake Hot. Jake Gillenhot. Hot is probably the best Jake Hall fan account out there. Okay, no. number one ranked. Um, she's weird and has met him, and it's creepy. So it says, Imagine Jake in this posture and doing this reaction, but on top of you, and have a nice day. <laughs> so there you go. Brilliant. That's the calibre of, of, Jake, of Jake Gyllenhaal um, Instagram accounts and Tom Hardy Instagram accounts. Quite the demographic difference there, I think. Oh, find I think so. Thirsty mums and slightly awkward teen girls. <laughs> on the topic of thirsty mums. Yes. Yes. Um, Tom Hardy was on CBeebies on Mother's Day. Again. 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 So he um, did one uh, on New Year's. Mm-hmm. One on Valentine's Day and then this most recent one's on Mother's Day. Apparently, the BBC have confirmed he's done five episodes Jeez. in total. Which means we've got two more to come. I figured maybe, I don't know when there'll be next one. There's no special occasions. Easter Sunday count? Easter Sunday.
1: Easter Sunday, Steph's birthday. Steph
0: it's the day of Jesus. Um, um, we're
1: kind of out on the, the big holidays for a while.
0: Yeah, so... Is it going to wait till Christmas? May Oh, maybe. Halloween. Halloween and Christmas. Ooh, that'd be good. So, yeah, so Tom Hardy's, if you're unfamiliar with this, Tom Hardy has recorded um, part of the BBC's children's channel, CBBS. They have a um, feature called Bedtime Stories, where it's usually a celebrity um, reading a children's picture book it's probably, I think it's on at like 5, 5.30. It's probably mm. one of the last things they show every day. And it's usually like Yeah, it's the bedtime. Yeah, it's an interesting mix of people. It's quite fun, really, sometimes because it'll be like serious. Actors Do you watch and... this regularly? No, I just read about it. Oh, okay. I work with children. You books.
1: seem so knowledgeable then. Just I didn't know, like, I I don't know April watched this every day. I've done my before research. Before she went to bed. <laughs>
0: it's actually bedtime my bedtime story. ritual is watching CBeebies yep. um, yeah so this is a thing um, and the, when it was announced that Tom Hardy was going to be doing it for the first time the internet went into meltdown I think there was an official specifically day Stephanie of internet went. Morning yep. because it broke the internet it broke mums um, huge deal and then the Valentine's episode the trailer for it alone had 4 million views <laughs> on Facebook absolutely thirsty insane. mums thirsty mums um, in caps i think they've been really clever
1: with they have i mean he's a parent do you think they're, i mean yeah do you think they're milking it a bit now
0: i think they're milking it he's i mean a,
1: they're they're extorting him now aren't he's
0: they? a parent so i guess you know he gets he gets he it. knows
1: he's having to do it for the thirsty mums right he knows he's, he's not it. he's not like you've oh the children them.
0: just really love my um you've seen them so you know that he is talking to those thirsty mums that are watching <laughs> specifically with those kids. in his
1: growly voice so fucking ominous. This is what I wrote in capitals. So fucking ominous. He's a good storyteller. He's a good storyteller. It's really scary when he does it, though. It's creepy. But he I... sounds
0: pissed off. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think just think it's hilarious. I think that CBBS and their marketing team have been very good with publicizing the fuck out of this. Oh yeah, especially with being bo- just really, really treading the line between being fine and grossly inappropriate oh with yeah it.
1: massively yeah
0: there there was the trailer where it was, it was it was oh he says something like about oh, running off to bed and running we'll be off there to soon. bed i don't think that is the best thing i mean to um be, so. i don't have an active television but i pay my license fee for shit like this yeah so
1: <laughs> wait you, you have a tv license but no active television
0: <laughs> yeah Oh, that's a whole other thing that is but I pay my TV licence so that see BB's you hear this
1: she pays her TV licence I license. write a
0: cheque and say just take what you want for this for alone. this alone for um, those three and a half minutes I hope they do it with other actors that are nice tasty for tasty for mums mums I don't know who else I'd care about that would do it for like really. but it's just weird <laughs> they're really milking him he's loving it poor old boy loving life he, with his dog Woody he loves it
1: I do like it when Woody's there as well. It's Have you nice seen stuff.
0: the latest one? I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. I know. He's got it was a little my...
1: mouse in his pocket.
0: A bit oh, warm. I liked the one with the hats. That was a very good one. I think I preferred that, the, the original Year's Day one. Yeah. The, the middle just... one
1: was slightly weaker. Not for him. I think he was tip-top with his coming-to-bed eyes. Yeah. But the story, yeah. This it is my critical appraisal of children's. Things.
0: I mean, they're obviously pitching it to people that aren't kids, yeah. so... Who gives a fuck what is reading? God, I'd love to know those viewing styles. Yep. well done, CBBS. You've really got us watching, which I'm sure is what you <laughs> want for CBeebies. people outside of your demographic. <laughs> um, and finally, yeah, um, this we probably should. Be put, this probably probably should have been at the beginning. Beginning, but we're putting it in the end. So, um. This was originally on the list because we were supposed to have seen life yesterday. I'm sorry, I've spoiled it it's fine, you were very ill. Um, We were supposed to have seen life yesterday. I actually saw it last week, so it would have been a second view for me. Um, And we were going to discuss the Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal bromance. Yep. And A, whether it's real. B, whether it has longevity beyond the promotional tour for this film. See whether it has made me like Ryan Reynolds. Um, the ultimate question. The ultimate question. I should preface this by saying that I don't like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, it's mostly irrational. Why oh, is it though? Well, he just seems very punchable. I used uh, yeah, to... I think so he's punchable. There was. Do you remember the Teen tra- Channel Trouble? Yes. Trouble. Oh, there was yeah. a show on Trouble called. Um, a guy, a girl, and a pizza place. I don't remember okay. that. It had Ryan Reynolds in it. Okay, he played a character called Berg. I was obsessed. <laughs> okay, so I will. It's important for you to know that I loved Ryan Reynolds for a big period of time during my. Episodes. I didn't know that. Know you didn't tell me that. I don't know. Don't like to talk about it. Wow. Um, and then. That seems wow. He was like a a crappy TV actor. You know when you just get really into like teen dramas, Mm -hmm. so you just think like that actor. I still watch
1: teen dramas. Yeah, but exactly.
0: So you know how you get like tacked into this one actor. He probably won't do anything else. Mm -hmm. That was Ryan Reynolds to me. And then he just did like a whole bunch of crap movies, Van Wilder, and a whole bunch of stuff. And then he just became really irritating. I think he's just like that. Sweeby
1: kid in your class that you're like just stop fucking talking you're not as funny as you think you are
0: no he's just I don't know so I just there was a real oversaturation he because he thinks he's a bit of a wise ass and he's kind of funny and Mm -hmm. people think he's funny
1: he's a total wise ass yeah yeah. and I think that that became a bit
0: unbearable so i kind of fell out of love with ryan reynolds and he went from liking him to thinking that actually i just wish he would not be anywhere near anything i had to be involved with so when this was announced in particular i was very um skeptical because um obviously life stars amongst others jake John and um i mean I, I was a foregone conclusion that I would have seen it regardless of reynolds um anyway but um this press tour has been very interesting mm. because they're very much playing up to this little bromance which is very... I mean, I think that if I was an actor and I was on a press tour and I was having to do press junkets day in, day out, I guess I would look, be looking to kind of lighten the mood somewhat. So there was a particular couple of days where they were doing press in Austin after South by Southwest and there are so many interviews on YouTube. It was just like the Wired stuff. Yeah, there was it? a thing they did with Wired where they do like a... Um, you know google thing so internet searches they did that there's just a whole plethora of things on youtube at the moment in terms of interviews they've done where they've basically been pissing about and kind of the interviewers in that in those videos, they and in those press junkets, they get what like 5, 10, 15 minutes with those actors. Mm. So they're obviously like under pressure to turn out interview. <laughs> a total waste questions. of their time. And honest to God, it's like it's worth doing. Just looking at rather from a point of view. For of, how like, much time they waste? How much <gasps> time they waste? And they know they're doing it. And yeah. it's Hilarious because you can just see that they're like they've decided that what they're going to do today is just waste everyone's time. Yeah. And to, for two actors to do that when they're promoting a film that they want people to go and see is, is fucking hilarious. Um, so, but the, the most interesting thing, I think, has been the fact that there's it's this kind of unlikely kind of bromance, I suppose. It's a total unlikely bromance. It is, because um, Jake Hall is notoriously tricky when it comes to yeah. interviews. He's not, he's a difficult He's interview. not the clown, is he? No. He's... And he always has sort of put himself forward as being like a kind of intelligent just a polar opposite mm. to ryan reynolds so it's been this kind of like odd couple kind of thing but they've both spoken at length about their mutual respect for one another um a thing that was on vulture last year um after a screening of the nocturnal animals which was the film that uh john hall was in um that was directed by tom ford um basically jake had said that he thought that um which is just, this, this entire thing is baffling to me. Basically, he, there was the implication that he thought that Ryan Reynolds should have been nominated for an Oscar for Deadpool. <laughs> and I, I I just, I can't get behind this. Nope. I haven't seen Deadpool. I mean, he nope. could be the, the best performance of a lifetime, but I just feel like, no. Um, I mean, he makes interesting points about how he says that, you know, um, we talk about brilliant performances all the time, actors who tear themselves apart for their roles, which I'm a believer in. Um, but then I look at Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool and I say, no one can do that but him. That's truly, purely him. As an artist, he struggled for several years to figure that out. And it's all there on the screen. And it's brilliant. I mean, fair play. It's nice to see actors being nice about other actors. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think he deserved an Academy Award for it. <laughs> but, you know, fine. Um, but it's, it's nice. It's been interesting to see how they've kind of had this little pairing, you know, being pals. There was an article on The Ringer by um, Andrew Guttadaro, which uh, was titled... Oh, I used this in training the other day for, um, about headlines because I thought it was so good. Um, it was titled, Ryan Reynolds and Jake Hall's Very Good Day Inside a Dark Windowless Room. And there are loads of points in this, but it basically talks about how Jake is really obviously trying to please Ryan and that Jake is actually really weird. Um, this quote <laughs> makes me die because I feel like it completely <laughs> goes back to what we were saying about how... Um, <laughs> the, so it's um in high school terms um reynolds is the cool senior that everyone loves the prom king who happens to be nice and funny and gyllenhaal is the theater nerd who no one realizes is hot until he takes his off his glasses um it's like spider-man yeah like i don't know it's just been it's one of those things that i mean it's just been so interesting to watch the film itself is fine like it's it's not a great. I feel like
1: this has eclipsed the film in terms of. It has, what and that's people why. Are gonna remember. I mean,
0: that's why it was funny going to see the film last week and have in with all this preamble, with all this build like, up. It doesn't and it build up to this. Yeah, it doesn't. No, match the I mean, preamble. actually. And especially because in the film, they play. Um, they're both um, space. In space. The, they're
1: both spacemen. I
0: think the Ryan Reynolds is an engineer and. and um, Jake Gyllenhaal's the sh- the ships um, spaceship driver no he's the doctor, <laughs> um but they're on a spaceship together but they don't really, they don't really have a comparable relationship mm. in the film that like they apparently have oh, in real life so it's kind of it's an interesting thing and I guess they they've been the two people that have they're, they're the big names in the film so it makes sense they're doing all this press mm. but um it's been really interesting to talk about it alongside um something else I saw this week from so um HBO's kind of docu not docu short drama mm. big little lies um finished this week but um there have been a couple of really interesting articles that are about um Reese Witherspoon and Laura Dern um Reese Witherspoon was um her production company put together big little lies i think she's an executive producer but her and Laura Dern had become friends during the making of wild um and they became friends during that they worked together um, on that and Big Little Lies but they both really publicly talked about their love for one another um, there was a Vanity Fire article that I read um, which I know you've read too which is The Wreaths Witherspoon and Laura Dern's Friendship Speaks to the Power of the Press Tour and it's such an interesting contrast I think mm. to the Jake John Hall and Ryan Reynolds stuff mostly because I think that a lot of what seems to have focused around um, with this kind of Jake and Ryan stuff is, is this bromance, the concept mm. of a bromance why it's so i don't know so like
1: intrigued people were really intrigued by yeah, it. yeah
0: but it's, it's just two men being like super broy and friendly yeah. like so the i mean like that's supposed to be a big deal yeah i don't know i just found it weird mm. in that respect like it's not like it's a you know people in hollywood do communicate with one another i'm sure and our friends um this seems like it's been more of a there's been more of a
1: focus on this sort of recently because there's there was kind of like the Chris Evans Chris Hemsworth bromance oh, yeah, thing the, yeah. and like Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt mm. had like a oh look they're friends but they're not like romantically linked they're I, just like best buddies
0: yeah I, I don't I can't tell if it comes out from or comes from a place of like oh actors they're like us too normal yeah. um, I can't tell if it comes from that I mean there's a lot it's funny because there's um, this week there was an article about um, Jenny Slate actress Jenny Slate who um if you're unfamiliar with her, she's um, she's been in Parks Recreation. She's in an amazing film called Ob- Obvious Child. She's in a film that's coming out that I can't remember the. Name. I think it's called Landline. Actually, Landline. Um, it's got Chris Evans in. Oh, okay. I think maybe it hasn't. Either way, she's made a film with Chris Evans, um, <laughs> actor Chris Evans, and they dated. Not <laughs> as in as <laughs> yeah. opposed to not,
1: TV presenter. Not TV. Billy Piper. Captain America.
0: She dated Captain America, <laughs> and a lot of the articles that I've read this week about her in particular have talked about the fact that um they've they broke up um very sad but they've been very complimentary about one another but one of the things that was written in this um article i think it was on vulture again um was her talking about how she turned to her friends so there's may whitman that she's really pally with she's also really pally with zoe kazan and lena dunham Mm. so there's this kind of like i think people really like it when People in Hollywood are visibly, actively friends with one another.
1: Well, that Variety article, right, had the one about Laura Dern Mm -hmm. and Reese Witherspoon. Like, it had, like, the... the, Obviously, had, like, their headline and everything. But in really tiny, like, uh, writing at the top, almost like a... I don't know what you'd call it. Not like a subheading, because it's above. um, It just said, in, like, really tiny capitals, real friends. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Here's it's, a story about a real friendship. It's weird, isn't it? Like, I guess it's
0: because I think you have to be sceptical with anything that comes out of Hollywood. There's a huge
1: amount of scepticism about what's a publicity stunt. And, yeah. And I always kind of thought, well, I'd spent a long time thinking, like, people are so pessimistic and, like, so suspicious. And I really don't think they're going to this much effort. And I think they are. Yeah. <laughs> they actually are. Like, who's dating who? Half of it
0: probably is a publicity stunt. and It's all about who you know and where that can get so i mean i think yeah I, I do think it comes out of think wanting to normalize mm-hmm. and make people human mm-hmm. like i think part of why everyone liked jennifer or there was a big push of people being like oh jennifer lawrence is so great is because you know she fell over at the oscars yeah she does like you know she's kind of she's she's no holes barred she's very no. like human in yeah. that respect um that can go both ways though, Ooh, because yeah. part of I mean I I personally got very sick and tired of Jennifer Lawrence's shtick. It kind of went on and on, right? It's like when you, it's like you've got something to prove. Yeah. Like if if you're pushing something too much, it's almost a bit like it crossed a try over too. from
1: not being natural anymore. I it, think. it went
0: from yeah. it being normal to being a bit too try hard, which I guess you know if you're someone that's in the press a lot, um, it's kind
1: of like well it's not, but it is. <laughs> um, what's the girl, the actress's name who plays Eleven in Stranger Things? Oh, how everyone Bobby was like, how look how cute and intelligent and lovely and charismatic she is. And then it just, like, she's a really bright kid. And then it just kept going on and on and on That and got to very, the point where you're like, just shut yeah, up. That
0: got very, very boring very fast. Yeah. I, it was very much like, oh, you know, she's at this event. Oh, she's hanging it's out with really these bright, people. She's a really bright, interesting like, kid. And yeah, then... it went very much from, like, being kind of a cute, kind of oh this is this kid that's in a successful tv show and then it was just like she knows
1: she's very being very
0: extra you're being too much you're being you're being a very much like overkill theater kid like look at me look at me Mm. um so yeah i mean i just i I just thought that the the comparison with the reese witherspoon Laura Dern stuff Mm. was funny because actually like it felt very much like this is kind of a, a, a friendship that's been bubbling since they filmed Wild together. And then they're in Big Little Lies together. So they're kind of, you know, they've mentioned how they spend a lot of time together. I don't know. It just felt very much like low Loki. Mm. The kind of thing that you, you might see pictures of them out together. Well, I wasn't really aware of I'd it. I had no idea. No. No, like I knew that Laura Dern had been in Wild. Um, and I knew that she was in Big Little Lies but I hadn't until I saw that but article. girl
1: BFFs that's an accepted thing isn't
0: it and yeah like, it's like oh bromance what a weird and unique <laughs> yeah I didn't like, I wasn't really. sure if, if it was because it was a man thing mm-hmm. I it's know. a bro thing I think it's like a, a partly a uh, maybe because it has been so because the, with the shtick with Ryan Reynolds and J- Jake Gyllenhaal has been you know because a lot of it's been funny and very public mm. I don't know. I just, it was so bizarre to suddenly. Kind of it has.
1: It has. Yeah, especially Jake Gyllenhaal has is, is put him in a completely different light. As I in, think. Yeah. Like, yeah. He. That's not a side I've necessarily seen of him. Before. No,
0: there was there was one of the uh, interviews on YouTube, where he um, he mentions the fact that he is usually awful in those things. Mm. So he's obviously very self aware, and I think maybe for him it's probably an excuse to, I don't know, muck about. Mm. If you have some spare time, I would very much recommend looking at J. Jonah Hall and Ryan Reynolds' videos of the press tour because it's just. Has it made you like Ryan Reynolds? Has it made me like Ryan Reynolds? Um, I don't think he's funny as he thinks he is. No, he's definitely not as funny. It's not going to make me watch Deadpool. Several people have asked me, "Oh, you're going to you, When are you going to watch Deadpool? Mm. Since and controversially, I, I wasn't that fussed. No, I just so. don't care. I think it's made me hate him marginally less, mm-hmm. or. Realise that if he is placed within proximity of someone with whom I have an interest in, I probably think (laughs) that makes him less. He's less less annoying. Um, I think
1: it's nice to see Jake Gyllenhaal more relaxed. I think that's probably where the seems very chill. Yeah,
0: that's nice to see. Um, there were some (laughs) Jakey, Jakey. there were some uh, paparazzi pictures of Jake and um Ryan and Ryan Reynolds' wife Blake Lively hanging out this week, which was quite funny um i feel like ryan reynolds marriage to blake lively is a whole other episode oh yeah um but that was kind of nice but i because i think a lot of the theory has been like is this even real is this yeah. even like a real is this like a press thing mm. so that's kind of nice to see but who knows? so i definitely recommend watching some videos if you're having a bad day um the wired one is a great place the wired one's a good one a very great place to and start.
1: the one where they have the stickers on the chairs have you seen the one oh the one where it says
0: jake and ryan yeah because they're too stupid to know it's
1: yeah Yeah, and they sit in the wrong chairs, (laughs) thus proving
0: they are too stupid to sit in the wrong chairs. Um, and obsession of the week. Um, I've
1: fallen completely flat on this because I can't even think of what
0: I'm obsessed with. Is Uh, it tell my audience? uh, Yeah,
1: basically. That's
0: fine. That's that can be your thing. But you tell me. Uh, I've been reading a lot of Grub Street Diet. Grub Street Diet is this feature on the Grub Street, which is New York Mm. magazine's food blog. It's all food focused. I like a good food blog yeah I can't eat most of it but it's just April it's um just really interesting to read um the grub shoot diet they basically follow famous people for a week or the famous people chart what they're eating for a week and it's just really. oh really yeah and and it's fun because some of them are like boring and as pedestrian as you would be for yourself I mean if I did mine it would be like breakfast and lunch the same all week yeah
1: I had porridge for breakfast, coffee, porridge for breakfast, yeah, porridge for breakfast. Drank coffee
0: at exactly the same time every day. Um, but these were all fun people that have great lives and live in nice places like New York. And, and have,
1: have some variety to their have lives. Have variety to Because they lives.
0: have the time to. Because they have time and money. Um, so, An but that's always a nice thing to win at, uh, to read. It's such a time suck for me. I just I spend hours. So I've written about it on my tiny letter.
1: Oh, plug. Plug, plug, plug. Hi. Hi. Um,
0: which you can subscribe to. You should subscribe to the tiny letter.
1: It's okay. not tiny.
0: It's not tiny. It's usually lengthy and probably really boring. But it's tinyletter.com slash April A-P-R-Y-L-H-M <laughs> Not like the month. Not like the month. Um, and also I have discovered that at Starbucks that's, this is going to be like a horrible unmasking considering I'm a coffee snob. Yeah. But yeah, you've, you've already ruined oh it there. God, I'm going to get kicked out of coffee club. Um, just green tea lattes. What a thing!
1: Was that with milk? Yeah. Oh, it's a really?
0: Matcha, but it's not real matcha because it's oh, yeah. Norwich, not Japan. But, um, green tea lattes.
1: I tried at the weekend. I went in. Uh, I was driving to uh see my parents, and I stopped off to get a coffee at Starbucks. And um, I was gonna go for my usual caramel latte, and I saw they had a burnt caramel latte, which is their new thing. It tastes like crap. It just tastes like caramel latte.
0: Did it taste burnt? No. Well, that's false advertising. Bye. Didn't. Contact offcom. Uh, bye. Didn't um, phone. Uh, Bye. Um, yeah, so we like basic coffee and tea. Well, you know, Wes says that, you know,
1: all coffee tastes the same if you just put a few spoon he does say that so. not decaf granulated coffee if you put like an extra spoon in it tastes like
0: maybe cool. he's been right all along yeah maybe it's maybe it's been i think we
1: probably around. can't dedicate too much of uh this podcast to coffee because i literally wouldn't have anything to say about it the same thing apart from which um, just drink
0: shall bread. i just should we end on oh actually i wanted to show you this because i just felt like this was basically me in one image this is just that one. Oh, oh no, one can see what it is, I'm but it's it is. lovely. It's um just a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal and Oscar Isaac hanging out. So there you go.
1: No babies or Ryan Reynolds present. No babies present.
0: or Ryan Reynolds to be seen. So finish on a caption. Finish on a caption. Should finish on a caption? Yeah. Oh okay. Pressure's on though. Press, press.
1: <laughs> Fuck. Awkward silence. as you So try to find a there's just
0: this picture of Jake Gyllenhaal walking down the road. He's wearing a t-shirt and. Questionable chain um holding a phone he's got a beard and sunglasses on maybe this is says, straight after south Pole, paul south Pole. i mean if we're going to do some deep analysis it clearly is yes. yeah um, it says the caption oh it's actually from an instagram account called hump island yep yeah. which where i reside that's where steph lives um, it says swell ass jakey g giving bear daddy all day there we Good. go Thanks. done thanks bye just a really quick ending okay. bye bye